0: Welcome to another episode of Total Reboot New Release Reviews. My name is Alex Toliopoulos and joining me to discuss cinema on this episode is Cameron James.
1: It's a pleasure to be here sitting across the Zoom from you. Um, we are not in the same space although we have just been housemates for 2 weeks. We
0: have been housemates. We share the very intimate space of sleeps. <laughs> It's nice to be back over a screen with you to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's good though. It was it was <laughs> nice. I enjoyed it. You cooked me pasta one night, which was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um what yes. else did we do? Thank we so watched much. a movie or two, we We watched a
0: flicker two, we watched a lot of Seinfeld together.
1: Yes, but the main thing we were doing was filming a top secret project that we're not allowed we're not allowed to discuss. Alright, I'll say it was a Marvel movie. It's Marvel. We <laughs> were mi- making a freaking Marvel movie. It's Doctor movie. Strange 3. We're doing it. And uh, we're playing his little minions, okay? We're, we're the playing minions. Doctor Strange's. We're playing live action okay. minions in Doctor Strange 3. <laughs> it's called Doctor Strange 3, Doctor Cool. <laughs> well, the first time minions will be
0: seen in live action form. And it turns out it's just two Aussie guys with a lot of paint all over their bodies yeah. and suspenders. Yes, yes, yes. And we had
1: to BYO suspenders, which was Really, really, really not cool. Not cool.
0: It was really a disgusting peek behind the curtain to go. <laughs> this movie's being made for like $1.3 billion. One point three. And then and I have to provide my own costume. And I don't even know. i got to wear these freaking giant Oshkosh bagosh dungarees. i got to find them myself.
1: Speaking of finding, um, you just slightly revealed the truth of what we were doing in Melbourne, which was. We were shooting our third season of our Finding Investigative comedy series. Mm -hmm. You've heard of Finding Drago. You've heard of Finding Desperado. But baby, get (laughs) ready for Finding Yeezers. This time, it's a web
0: series. It's being released as webisodes this time. Um, It's Mm -hmm. been really cool. Cam, how sick has it been to like truly take so many of the elements that we've been exploring via podcasts and via the audio medium and finding Mm. ways to do those visually.
1: It was the best. Um, From the very beginning, we wanted to make Finding Drago as a documentary in -hmm. the vein of a true crime story or a Louis Theroux investigation Mm -hmm. or the jinx or some shit, and it's taken... Fucking four years, maybe longer. I don't know. When did Drago come out? I think 1998. Yeah, so a long time. <laughs> it's like quite a while. <laughs> Since I was 10 quite years a old. Quite a freaking
0: while. Um, yeah, we were, we were little bubs working on it originally, but now we're men making
1: freaking movies. It's taken a very long time, but the our vision has finally come to fruition, which is mm. to make something in the visual medium to make a fucking crazy-ass documentary comedy series. Yeah.
0: It's been cool as well kind of exploring the more hybridization of those two elements this time Mm. around, where we're Mm -hmm. looking at comedy, we're looking at documentary, we're blending them together, not unlike Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore's families in the film Blended.
1: Yes, it's very comparable to the film (laughs) Blended. (laughs) Blended. By Happy Madison Productions
0: (laughs) We basically made blended, okay, over the last few weeks we made
1: blended Uh, We were working with Haven't You Done Well Productions Or the uh, production company created by and run by Auntie Donna Our Mm favourite sketch team outside of... Um, the kids in the hall and Monty Python, yeah. and any, any SNL and, you know, the cast The bad boy members. Era of yeah. SNL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> outside of all 50 years of SNL, <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Donna are our favorite sketch group. Mm. Uh, it was a blast working with those guys, too. It was, I would so say, so much fun. It was a marriage of two sensibilities, and it was beautiful. Wow, not unlike
0: Greg go. and Carol in The Brady Bunch.
1: Okay, I thought you were going to do another uh, Drew Barrymore Adam Sandler <laughs> connection.
0: Yeah, it was a marriage not unlike one where the singer performing at the wedding s- after party mm. was like the wedding singer, starring Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Thank you. And the guy that played Glengoolia, the villain
1: of it all. I love Glengoolia. You don't see that actor in much stuff. Let me just look him up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look up his name plus me too and see if there's
1: anything going on. (laughs) I'm looking up Glenn Guglia, actor. (laughs) He's played by Matthew Glaive and currently... No negative things about him online, so that's good. That's good awesome. to know. We can awesome. we can go on the record and say we love Matthew Glave on this website. For the time being, we love him. For now, yes, we do really quite enjoy this man and his work. Which you would know from The Wedding Singer, Baby's Day Out, ER, Stargate SG-1, Angie Tribeca. Oh, Stargate 1. Oh, Tribeca. Uh. And, of course, the uh, wonderful series Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, yeah, he is in that.
0: Isn't he in Corky Romano, too? I I didn't know there was a Corky Romano Romano original. I didn't know there was.
1: (laughs) I thought they just did one of those movies. That's... Yes, he is in Corky Romano. He's in Corky Romano. He's in Rockstar, which is my favorite Mark Wahlberg movie. And he is, of course, in my all-time favorite flick, Plump Fiction. Oh, Plump Fiction. It's Pulp Fiction, but everyone's fat, I would imagine. (laughs) I guess so. I guess so. (laughs) I don't even want to click on the hyperlink. Okay, but you're right though. We shouldn't be talking about Glenn
0: Gould. We're talking about finding Jesus. Yeah. Um. So there will be more about finding Jesus out there very soon. But I would just say it's been a really amazing experience for us. Uh. And it's been very enriching for us as creative types. Mm. And our collaborative experience with each other. Um. So we cannot wait to start putting it out there into the world. But we just want to share it with you guys first here this week while we uh. Then talk about some freaking movies or whatever we do
1: Yes, it was a pleasure to talk about it I can't wait for you guys to see it But let's get back to what we're actually here to do Which is to talk about some new releases for God's sakes
0: It's exciting because also on this two week time We basically did not watch movies at all Which um, has left me kind of feeling wasted away
1: I felt great I did watch this movie while we were away (laughs) I watched this movie that we're about to discuss in the privacy of my own bedroom, one evening, <laughs> and I did a few other things in there too. I don't, I don't need to talk. Lord, I don't need Cameron. to talk about them on the podcast.
0: Yes, that's not what we review on this podcast. <laughs> the things that one does behind the closed doors <laughs> of the bedroom. But I did watch this movie. Uh, shall I say the title of it? Say the title. Say some facts about the movie. Perhaps even what it's about. This movie is called Cha
1: Cha Real Smooth. I can't believe college is over. You have a job now or we're not allowed to talk about jobs at the Five Party. So you
0: either don't have a job or you have a bad job.
1: How much does a party starter get paid, I wonder? <laughs> I have a bad job. Yeah. Honey, I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm your mother, but I feel like you're way ahead of the game. Who's that? That's a mom and her kid. You two dance? We're not feeling it right now.
0: How about I bet you $300 I can get her on the dance floor?
1: I will give you $1,000. Cha Cha, real smooth. It came out in the year 2022, the year of our Lord, by Apple Films, my favorite um, <laughs> tech company <laughs> turned distribution we love the tech company. Behind them. Yeah, we love those guys over at Apple. <laughs> really made some wonderful computers in their time And now they're turning their hands To feature films and television series
0: It's exciting to see the company develop <laughs> And spread their wings across every platform
1: It is great I love the, I love the monopoly of it all Cha Cha Real Smooth is a film by Cooper Rafe It is about a young man Who works as a bar mitzvah party host Who strikes up a friendship With a young mother and her autistic daughter And that comes to you direct from imdb.com.
0: Wow, that's an interesting logline, a beautiful synopsis. Um, I had seen Cooper Rafe's previous film, uh, which was called Shithouse Overseas. And for some reason (laughs) in Australia, we had to tidy it up and call it freshman year, which is bizarre, right? I feel like that doesn't happen very often anymore.
1: The retitle. Well, I think shit house. I don't know if you're, uh, I mean, I know you're a bit of a rude fella, but to other people out there, mm. it's quite uh, a rude word. It's confronting. It's, con- it's confronting. it's confronting for people like me who see the word shit and immediately think, well, that sounds yuck. I don't want anything to do with that. Hang on a second. Can you guys put a freaking hashtag and a
0: percentage in there or something? My
1: eyes cannot believe
0: this type of stuff.
1: Also, um <laughs> and they did do that, I believe on the poster. There's a hashtag, there's a percentage <laughs> thing, there's a fucking little so Red Hot Chili an explanation Peppers point. logo. Point. Yeah, it's um <laughs> <laughs> it's all very exciting how they found a way to hide. Also, the word shit house in Australia quite literally means mm-hmm. toilet, and that is just Yeah. really really foul stuff.
0: And we offer also often use it to just go, if something is bad. We say it's shithouse. I don't know if they say that overseas but instead of saying something's bad, we'll often go, now that thing is shithouse in my opinion.
1: That is true. Yeah. So, it doesn't quite translate to Australia. But luckily, we got the exciting title, Freshman Year, which really <laughs> we- gets asses in seats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which also is something we don't have, we here don't have in Australia. Freshman so, we're year.
1: like, what is that? We <laughs> guess
0: this is an American movie then. Yeah.
1: I love shithouse. Um, The film, not uh, the toilet. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, I love both, To be, if I have to be really <laughs> honest about it. Um, I love Shit House. I Can I read you, actually, my review for it? It's actually extremely short. Sure. This captures such a real feeling. It's that displaced, out-of-sorts feeling one has entering the new world of uni, college, just powerless and aimless and formless. I found so much humor in all the authenticity. Every performance is on the money, and it captures that Linklater vibe. Of present tense youth that makes you fall back into your own memories. And it's a huge debut from someone I refuse to believe is 23 years old. This is a Mm. major talent announcement. And it's interesting to already have such after, you know, that's only been two years ago to have another interesting follow up to that film with Cha-Cha Real Smooth. How did you feel about Shit House?
1: I mean, I loved it. I thought it was a blast. I love those sorts of films. A little coming-of-age story. I love a college film. Hello, American Pie Presents calling. Yes, this is Cameron answering the phone, and I have seen all of your films. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, God, if only we could get Cooper Rafe in the American Pie Presents pipeline As the overseer, that's what he's destined to become
1: If he said, hey, I'm rebooting all of the American Pie Presents movies But I'm going to make them sick indie films I'd mm. pay attention So I mm. loved Shithouse I was very excited for Cha-Cha Real Smooth The premise alone is enough to drag me in Because I shared a similar... Um, Post college, I guess, experience to uh, this character. I worked in a in the party industry. Mm-hmm. Yes, Cameron worked famously or infamously <laughs> mm-hmm. as
0: a uh, Captain Jack Sparrow impersonator. At a themed a horror themed or Halloween themed <laughs> restaurant theatre bar.
1: It was horror themed, which at the time we would say, How is Johnny Depp horror themed? Whereas now we know <laughs> we know.
0: We've looked through the crystal ball and we found out the answer. It turns out we didn't want to know. <laughs> which
1: is very and when I saw the trailer for this film, which is, you know, his job in the movie is that he's a bar mitzvah for party starter, which is something I'm not too familiar with, apart from uh, the work of Nick Kroll and, like, Big Mouth and stuff. which It's kind of like a DJ and an MC mm. all rolled into one at uh, Bar Mitzvahs and Bat Mitzvahs. And their job is pretty much just to be the vibe dude. Like, the king of the vibe mm. and the party. He j- runs around, gets everyone up onto the dance floor, plays party games, etc. I literally had that job at the theatre restaurant that I worked at, where my job was to work the floor and be going up to different tables of hen's parties and talking to them as Captain Jack Sparrow, getting people dancing, running the karaoke, all that kind of shit. So I was immediately all in on this movie. And, of course, to see it tied to that that ennui, that sort of early 20s existential quarter-life crisis I mean, what, I mean I was already in I was in before I even saw the movie. I think it's such an interesting take because it feels like something
0: that f- feels like very early to mid 2000s indie movie uh aesthetic or indie movie I guess, thought process almost. Like, it reminded me a lot of Garden State. Like, mm. a lot of films that feel like the children of The Graduate that mm-hmm. came out around the era of the 2000s, even the 2010s, uh, where this was kind of the glut of Sundance indie films. But I think this is a little bit more interesting than that. Uh I think what really makes it quite special is Cooper Rafe being a young talent, very much a new voice in cinema, mm. uh, and I think he's very charming. I like his on-screen presence as well. I really get a lot out of, like, he's very realistic, almost, dare I say it, like, something I've always thought of with these kind of dramedies is, like, that Chekhovian aspect of them, where, like, Anton Chekhov's theatre was very much tragedies with funny people in them or Mm. tragedies with some kind of lightness of humor that portrays an essence of the real world and the real world as it is where people want to be funny, people want to make each other laugh, but, you know, there is a sadness throughout. And I think his presence is really welcome here and it's nice seeing him act with people like Dakota Johnson who I think has a magnificent performance in Mm. this and such a kind of soft edged new take on The Graduate but the thing that I really like the most which I hope is something that he expands on further as his career develops is there's this real interesting mother son dynamic that I think he's had in both these films and this time for it to be so interestingly done with Uh, Leslie Mann as his mother, Mm. and this interesting relationship that is out there in the ether, I found it, like, quite fascinating, quite moving, and there's one little moment early on in the movie where his mother doesn't want to go to this bar mitzvah with him, uh, because she's had, like, not a falling out, but she's had a difficulty with one of her friends, and then- To see there's this warmth around this difficult situation that's happened off-screen is really, really interesting. And I hope that's something that we get to explore further as his career develops, this idea of, like, mother and son real-time relationships.
1: It's interesting because uh, I 100% agree that this almost feels like an indie film from 10 years ago. It's definitely in the mold of the Duplass brothers, Mm-hmm. Which, I, uh, which I love And Swanberg Joe yes. Swanberg too um, yeah. And Lena Dunham You know Like that kind of era mm. of filmmaker That were making very small Intimate family stories I miss those I loved those mm. at the time This is kind of nice To have that tone back in my life um, But I will say that In the years between 2010 and now Indie films and studio comedies Have gotten meaner And more cynical and this is a, a real breath of, like, um, incredibly wholesome fresh air. Uh, mm. And that could be cloying to some people. And I imagine if I was 20, I would find this a little bit cloying or a little bit saccharin. But I'm at the right age now where I actually find it incredibly lovely to just see a movie about nice people, um Trying to be nice to each other mm. And they, sometimes they struggle But at the end of the day, all they want is to Show everyone around them That they care about them uh, That's beautifully expressed through the relationship With Leslie Mann and Cooper Rafe I love their chemistry I love Leslie Mann She has something very special About her, we we rarely see her Outside of a big studio mm. comedy but, but when you do, you, you sort of See, God, she has this Ability to be both sad and happy in the exact same facial expression That's unbelievable I love mm. I love Brad Garrett
0: I love the Brad Garrett performance love I love the it. Brad Garrett of it all really this movie
1: Yeah Brad Garrett's great in this uh, Love that And Dakota Johnson I don't know if I'd ever seen her in anything before I obviously know who she is She's famous You've seen her in Suspiria? She, is she the lead in Suspiria? She's the lead in Suspiria, yeah. Oh, then yeah. that's the only thing I've seen her in. And she's fantastic. She mm. also carries with her this, like, real tragedy that's inside her, but also this, like, genuine um, danger, which I guess is why she was mm. cast in those Fifty Shades movies. But there's a real, <laughs> like, there's a real element of her that you're like, oh, my God, this, this person could could go either way. I have no idea if they're going to be incredibly sweet or- and wholesome or if they're going to, like, um, climb on top of me on the lounge like she does in one scene in this movie, you know? It's mm. it's a really exciting
0: type of star quality to watch. And it's kind of, I think, very interesting casting because I think she's cast a little older for them, for her actual age. She's playing someone with, like, a teenage child. And I think that works in a really interesting way because it makes you kind of have to put together her history a lot and mm. it kind of it puts the viewer in a place not unlike Cooper Rafe where you are in a position of trying to unlock some kind of mystery around this character trying to solve some kind of riddles in their past of who they are and I think it makes it really a fascinating role and I think it makes the movie itself quite fascinating I, I really was quite drawn in by this and as this movie kind of slowly reveals itself and it slowly revels in its malaise that it creates. I think Cooper Rafe is just like a really interesting talent because there's so much of his like sensibility that is charmingly funny yet Mm. the movies that he makes are existential in their tone. And I'm just so curious because it's such a young guy that, I find really fascinating.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. It's um, it's almost uh, because he's living it. He's twenty five now, mm. I think, and he's playing a twenty two year old in this movie or something like that. So he is currently in. The quarter-life crisis, most likely. Mm. And as a dude, he's doing pretty well. He's got uh, two feature films out. One of them was acquired by Apple, who are a wonderful tech company who've moved into the streaming and uh, distribution space. He probably has got free AirPods for making this movie for (laughs) life. (laughs) So, he's probably not as existentially adrift as the lead character in this movie, but Mm. he's just out of it, you know. He... He just left college a few years ago. He this is happening in present tense for him almost or it was he's just removed from it. And I think that makes it incredibly specific and incredibly like vital. It's very it's very mm. fun to watch because I think this doesn't feel like a 40-year-old reflecting on when they felt aimless. This feels like a kid who maybe still is.
0: I think it's that specificity that makes this Quite interesting as well. Like it's not just the graduate where he's come back from. Uh, he's come back from grad school and has no idea what to do. It's not guard state where exactly the same thing happens, uh, and then it becomes the journey of a manic pixie dream girl. I think it is interesting to see someone discover what their strengths are and what their motivations and passions are through a real-life incident, as it feels like it is in this movie. But it's that specificity of having this weird, specific niche job job of working through these bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvah scene where it's the same people having to come together every weekend and motivate them to have a good time. And it's that mix of kids that are way younger than you are that are turning Mm. 13 years old and these parents that are older than you and you falling somewhere in the middle where all of your friends are either still at college, gone across America to get jobs, apart from like a smattering of other contemporaries. I Mm. think that's what makes this really interesting.
1: Totally. And I just, I think visually and aesthetically, it's just cool to watch someone... Go through an existential crisis while they're surrounded by balloons and glitter and disco balls and all that shit. If I could suggest a uh, logline to the marketing department over at Apple, it, mm-hmm. it would be, um, he knows how to start a party, but he doesn't know how to start his life.
0: Oh. Fucking hell, dude Someone should get a job at marketing And it should be you Because <laughs> that was some really beautiful stuff I think it could even be the title of the movie it's There's long a long a t- sentence <laughs> it's title, long a title but- <laughs> Well, it's better than Cha-Cha Real Smooth That's just a reference to one song that happens somewhere in the movie
1: I like the title uh, I like it more than Shithouse <laughs> Think it's what like- about freshman year? <laughs> okay, that's a better title. <laughs> what would
0: you? What about postgrads? Mm,
1: nah, it's uh, all okay. those, all those like collegiate sort of names. Apart yes. from like, um, uh, no, all of them, all of those collegiate yeah. sort of names are boring to me. Shithouse is fun. Cha cha real smooth has a vibe about it. I'm into it. I'll say that to the guys at Apple when I go in for the job interview. <laughs>
0: Yeah, when you rate this 5 stars along with rating this podcast 5 stars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, anyway, all in all, I will say that I really I really enjoyed this movie. I got a lot out of it and um mm. and for anyone who is, you know, I think it's it might even be better for people that are a bit older than 25. Um people mm. that are reflecting on those years in their life when they felt aimless. It's nice to watch this and realize Everyone's going through it. They're still going through it. Mm. It'll exist long after you. I
0: would be really curious to find out from the younger listeners of our show what they think about uh, f- what they think about with House and uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Like, what do they feel about these movies? Do they feel present tense in them? Do they feel like they're commenting on the right now? So, please, DM me if you're a young person. <laughs> If you're a young person, DM me, dude. Please don't. You can't solicit you DMs think. from young people. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. I am really curious because every now and then there will be a filmmaker that is contemporary to a generation at that time, and I guess for us it would have been Lena Dunham. She was so young when she was making yeah. uh, her tiny furniture and Girls, the TV show. Mm-hmm. And I would be really curious to find out what people feel about these movies. Like, do they feel that they're speaking to a kind of energy cont- that is contemporary to them? Um, Cameron, what do you rate Cha-Cha Real Smooth?
1: Yeah, this is tough because I think I have loved thinking about it m- uh, more more than I loved watching it. So, my star rating is based on the, uh, the emotional residue that's left over from watching this mm. flick. Um, but I'm not saying it's a great film, Uh, like, I'm not saying it's a perfect film, I'm saying I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm going to give it four stars.
0: That's so interesting, because I feel almost the opposite to you, because I enjoyed watching it so much, but then, as I've left it, I've kind of been, uh, maybe a little bit underwhelmed. I'm only going to go up to three stars of this one.
1: Okay, but to be fair, you are only 21, so...
0: Uh, yeah, I have not experienced this yet. Yeah. I've not experienced this stuff yet. I'm, when I find out what it's like to, you know, kiss an older woman like Dakota Johnson, who knows? Mm. Maybe I will give this a few more ratings. You haven't even oh,
1: been don't. to a freaking bar mitzvah.
0: I have not ever been to a bar mitzvah. That's true.
1: Yeah, I haven't either, to be fair. But I've been to a lot of uh, yeah. uh, uh, Catholic things. Like, <laughs> what do you do there? Yeah. <laughs> I've been to a few (laughs) reconciliations and stuff like that. What's a reconciliation? What do you reconcile? Oh, you have to reconcile your soul with the Lord. It's great. It's really healthy. That's very heavy. (laughs) How old are the kids doing this thing? Like 12 years old, basically. 10, 10, 11, something like that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good lords. Yes, we all have very healthy relationships with spirituality. (laughs) (laughs) Have have you watched anything else over the last uh, couple of days you'd like to give a shout out to?
0: I would love to give a recommendation to you. This is a film that I saw on Disney Plus. It is an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice by a comedian that I really like. And I think you like them a lot too, Joel Kim Booster. It's a new movie called Fire Island, uh, directed by Andrew Ahn. And it is a comedy that is set on Fire Island, like a gay holiday destination, where a group of gay friends, played by Joel Kim Booster, Bo and Yang, uh, other comedians like Matt Rogers, Who go and meet people? It's like a hookup destination, a party destination, and I thought it was like such an interesting adaptation of Pride and Prejudice to kind of have those same notes of status and class uh, as those those stories point towards and those stories are about like the dynamics of those class levels and to kind of bring that into the gay party scene i thought was really really fascinating because there is so much exclusion going on and the way that people are classified by their type i thought was really like just a fascinating like genius idea to base this like adaptation on pride and prejudice on And it's very, very funny. It's got some of my favorite comedians. Joaquin Booster, I think, is fantastic. It's interesting to see him from someone I've known as a stand-up or a sketch performer or a supporting character. Seeing him as the romantic lead of a movie, a romantic comedy, I thought was fantastic. And Bowen Yang, I think, is one of the funniest dudes on the entire planet. And seeing him bring a character to life beyond sketch to really inhabit a role like this, I thought was fantastic. Um, I think this is one of my favourite comedies of the year so far. I absolutely loved it. I'm going to give this one four stars and I really recommend it to you, Cam. I think you'd enjoy it a lot.
1: Four stars. Wow. Okay. You're giving it the cha-cha real smooth numbers.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely, dude. I think it's it's really, really great. But also, I'm a fan of those... The like films and comedies in particular that adapt a classic text like that. Mm. And I think the adaptation of it all really sits well with me, especially visually. This is a comedy that has like an interesting visual style. It's kind of got this kind of washed out summer vibe to it all. And then it's got the kind of like the twinkling pianos that one would see in those kind of funny period pieces like A Pride and Prejudice or Sense and Sensibility uh, or something like Bridgerton even. I really, really like this quite a lot. And it's not too shabby when there's so many beautiful people on screen.
1: Let me ask you a question. Were you a Pride and Prejudice fan? Uh,
0: Yes, I've always liked it. I always have liked the novel... I have liked the BBC adaptation with Colin Firth. I like the Kira Knightley one. But as far as, like, films go, I think Sense and Sensibility was the Austen adaptation I really was drawn to, the Ang Lee-directed one.
1: Right, okay. Yeah, it's it's one of those uh, types of story or film or book or whatever that I've just never 100% been able to get into, um, I always feel like I'm back in year 12 whenever I'm trying to read Jane Austen mm. or watch a Jane Austen adaptation. But, I mean, I do love Joel Kim Booster. I think he's incredibly funny. I think Bowen Yang is hilarious. I've actually been on the same lineup as Joel Kim Booster. Mm-hmm. I've done stand-up alongside so. him. Um yeah so. It's very Yes. yes. Uh, so, yeah, I reckon I could see myself watching this. As long as there's no, like, people, people aren't wearing, like, freaking... Um, old-timey clothes and talking about fucking vicars and scones. Yeah, it's
0: quite the opposite of that. It's people wearing no clothes at all. You see a lot of like people pumping into each other's buttocks and stuff. They're wearing little speedos. So, more your style I'd say (laughs) than the Victorian garb.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. (laughs) Well, that sounds fun. All right, good on you. I'd like to give a shout out to the movie (laughs) The Matrix. I checked that out this week. Really cool stuff. Five stars. Good lord. Did you actually watch The Matrix this week? (laughs) Is that true? (laughs) I put it on. I put it on while I was resting. I've been
0: dying to watch it this week, to be honest. (laughs) You
1: gotta put it on. You gotta try it out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's good stuff, The Matrix. Yeah,
1: we won't put that on the title card that we reviewed The Matrix this time, but that's just a little little aside for the people at home.
0: A little shout out for you guys. But The Matrix gets five stars and our highest recommendation for the week. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us on this new release reviews. We'll be back with some heisty stuff before we wrap up that mini series very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to hear more from us over at patreon.com slash total reboot, you can sign up for just five bucks a month. Cameron dropped a very nice little uh, Extra chat with Justin Hamilton talking about the Muppets The Great Muppet
1: Caper That's correct, the Great Muppet Caper It's behind the paywall you don't get to hear it unless you pay $5 a month.
0: Yes. And we hide it behind there. We've also been doing AMAs recently where mm-hmm. people have been sending us in some very funny questions and been riffing all over those. And next up will be Le Circle Rouge from Melville. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. One of the great heist movies. Uh, and then after that will be Heat and we'll be closing up that miniseries. So enjoy those. Enjoy this episode. And heck, enjoy movies, babe. Música <laughs>